Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today, we are joined with Amanda Savory from Amanda Savory Events, who was my wedding planner, me, Joe, and my wedding planner, (laughs) and my wedding fairy godmother or angel, whatever you want to call her. She's really the one that made it all happen. So, welcome. Oh, thank you. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So, Amanda. I noticed that you're trying, you're not labeling yourself as a wedding planner because you do more than weddings. So an event planner, correct? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, we get classified as a wedding planner all the time because we primarily do produce weddings. Um, but with my event experience and what we do as, um, a company, we do all kinds of different events. So brand events, galas, social Mm -hmm. events, corporate events, um, 95% of our business is weddings. Um, so it's easy to get classified as that, yeah. but we're trying to break that mold a little bit mm-hmm. because we do do everything out there. Exactly. So whatever you need to plan, Amanda is your girl. <laughs> and we are recording this episode. It'll be released. The reason we're doing it this week is because tomorrow is our six month anniversary of our wedding, which was October 13th, which is so wild to me. I It's crazy. It does not feel like it was no. six months ago. Not at all. And I I did have this conversation with one of my bridesmaids, Lizzie, and she was saying that it feels like you and Joe, like the six month doesn't feel long to her in the sense that he's just my new husband. And she still is like, I can't call you Cammie Rogers. But she's like, I've always known you were going to marry Joe. And so that feels like such a novelty and old idea to me. But the actual wedding seems like it was yesterday the memories and all of that and I totally agree oh I 100% agree they are so crisp in my mind that whole entire weekend I feel like I could play it out every day and I (laughs) I, look I do (laughs) I mean I do I look at the photos and the video all the time I'm always referencing you guys um it was one of the best weekends of my life (laughs) as well um definitely mine yeah and it's I mean it was such an amazing fun weekend that I mean I'll always hold those memories close to my heart too so you're so sweet (laughs) I love that I'm not alone um so you've listened to an episode of the podcast so you might have an idea of where this is going but I kick it off I've listened to all three okay I love you (laughs) um I kick it off with the top the main two questions that I start with are how would you define success Um, Yes. So that for me is kind of a tricky question because Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily pinpoint whether or not I have achieved that. Okay. Um, I feel that it's a combination of different parts of my life that come together to make me feel successful. It's not just in the business realm. It's also in my personal Mm -hmm. life, too. Um, And as a whole, I think once all of those pieces are aligned and which I don't know. I hope that someday they will all be aligned enough yeah. to where I look back and I'm like, okay, I'm content. I am fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. And that to me is what makes a successful life. Or I agree. To me is how I would feel successful. So I have milestones throughout my career um, where I look back and sometimes it's even hard to do that because we're in New York City and moving 100 miles an hour. So hard to hustle, reflect. Yeah, the reflecting is something that I really would love to 
slow down and kind of change um, and do more of because I think if I did that I would also be like wow look at what you guys have done as a company and Mm -hmm. feel successful a little bit more Um, but once I yeah I feel like with all of those pieces once they're kind of all aligned um, that contentment and fulfillment that Mm -hmm. to me is what defines success for myself and balance too yeah definitely. so kind of having all of those pieces fall into place um that's kind of my definition of success not not money it's not it's not those not fiscal no, yeah no that's not amazing. at all um it used to be which well, was i was gonna really say how long have you been your own boss uh i've been my own boss for about i think we're going i'm, go- I'm going on five years now okay so, so it's been a while. So you've yeah. gotten to a place where you realize that there's more yeah. than just money. It's a it's a crazy emotional roller coaster when you own your own business, as you mm-hmm. know too. Yeah. Um, and it's always evolving, always changing, and you have to do what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned early on that that the 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 financial aspect of it yes it is nice to have that but mm-hmm. that's not what is going to make me happy I it's agree being fulfilled in other aspects I totally of agree my life and I think I learned that partially when I was working in the corporate world because I was making great money but I really was not happy yeah and so it was easy to notice even with this money I'm not feeling fulfilled but it's almost now been harder putting that into place now that I've so I'm approaching one year as my own boss and I'm slowly working on it. But I think you almost have to redefine the relationship again mm-hmm. once you're your own boss. Yeah. And something that you mentioned of like looking back and reflecting on your successes. I talked with my th- I talk with my therapist a lot about disconnecting success with just financials. And I talked about this on my Instagram story, but I close out my monthly financials every month and it's such an easy way because I'm a numbers focused person to look at the numbers and say oh this was a really good month like go you but then I realized there are months where maybe I'm not doing financially as well as others but I'm feeling so fulfilled and I'm or I for instance this podcast I haven't made any money off of this podcast yet hopefully one day I'll have sponsors but this was something I was so proud of, like couldn't sleep at night. I was smiling so big and I was so excited and I was just, I felt like I had birthed a baby (laughs) and hopefully that's what birth feels like. And that to me didn't, it, it wasn't reflected anywhere in that financial number when I was closing out my books. And I said that to my therapist and she's like, why don't you start writing down all of these successful moments that you Mm -hmm. have that maybe aren't financial. Mm-hmm. And so now I keep like a note in my phone. So throughout the month, I'll write things down of launched my podcast, got great feedback on the podcast or, you know, whatever it is, hosted an amazing event and met 30 wonderful people in Manhattan that were just so excited to be there. I keep it in my phone. And then when I close out my financials every month, I kind of have a ranking scale of how I felt fulfilled and confident and proud of my work that month and then I put in the highlights that's a really great idea right thank you therapist I Uh, like that but it's a great way to reflect on milestones because it's so easy to forget things oh yes all the time it's crazy my um senior event producer and I Mm -hmm. will sit down and we'll talk about that 
some things um, that we've done or events in the past. And we're like, oh, remember that time? And then we'll sit there and kind of go down that rabbit hole to reflect a little bit. And I'm always like, how have we forgotten about all of these Mm -hmm. things? And we should take time to celebrate them and remember them and continue to celebrate them too, because a lot of them are huge milestones. And in, if you're not keeping track of them, you'll forget about them and just keep moving on to the next, on to the mm-hmm. next, which I think is a very easy way, easy way to burn out and just not be appreciative of what you're, you're doing. And Very. And even when I think back on things that I was so proud of and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. And now if something like that would happen, it's just standard almost. Yeah. And so really taking the time to write those down somewhere mm-hmm. or give yourself the ability to reflect on them what would you say one of your top moments I guess of 2018 was successful wise uh we produced our first international wedding over oh, in that. Budapest yeah so we had it was four or five milestones that this past year um and I can only remember like two or three of them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but one of them was uh, uh, a New York City couple hired us to produce a wedding over in Budapest. And amazing. so we went over there and had an amazing wedding for 120-ish people. Um, he was from Hungary. So we had a connection in that regards, um, which mm-hmm. was really nice. But for that year of planning with them, I went over to Budapest a couple times, and then of course for the execution of the wedding as well too. That's so, so amazing. Yeah, that's that was one of our shining moments that we had as a team, and it's still like it's I kind of like have to pinch myself to be like, wow, that was last year that we did that. Exactly. So it's it, that was a that was a really special weekend too to be able to do that and to have it go off as smoothly as it did I was too. Say. It just was something amazing and really 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 special too so that's great yeah thank you and then I love the way you talk about your work because you're really (laughs) so proud of it and I know what my answer to this question is in terms of you and I'm gonna say it which I haven't done with any guest I've recorded yet but what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is um I think that I am definitely open and just very real and honest Mm -hmm. I'm a very transparent person and I'm like that in my life and in my career as well Um, especially in the event industry there's so when you're planning a wedding especially couples are so overwhelmed with all of these different avenues of research and things and it's just a saturated market yeah and you never know (laughs) where to look or what is quality over quantity at that point and so one of the things that i pride ourselves on is is being transparent with our couples about the process and how we work and what things cost um so it you have to be real and raw and just be honest with the people that you're working with um so i am the same person when i'm working with somebody a client or a couple as I am at home with my friends and my family. There's no in-between or changing, really. Um, And I think that's probably my 
that's probably my favorite quality, especially after living in New York City for like five years. You, th- I mean, it's made me tougher mm-hmm. um, and have a, a thicker skin, which is great. Um, but I still haven't lost like being humble, which is which a big is thing. Nice. I would say what I was thinking is so, and I love that, and I think all those things <laughs> that you just said are very true. But personally, I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. Wedding planning fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> everyone. Whether you've planned a wedding, if you disagree with me, then bless your soul. But I've had a lot of friends that are going through it now, and they've been texting me saying, I can't believe you didn't tell me how awful this is. I'm like, <laughs> when did I ever tell you it was fun? I, <laughs> no. I, ha- I surrounded myself with wonderful people, and I was really excited for the wedding, and it was amazing. But the process of planning a wedding is hell to me. And I will say that no matter what issue we were dealing with, or what was going on, I never once, you you do not complain. You were just a happy person. And I complained so much. And as someone that does this for their job, I feel like there's you deal with, I'm sure, a ton of difficult people. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of room for you to maybe complain or just show up and be pissed at something or whatever. And you never once, I, I honestly have never heard you complain. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean... My job is to make it stress-free for our couples and to make that planning process enjoyable. And I think from my perspective, it's easier because I do this every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask me, and actually people do ask me this, like, what is your wedding going to be like? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, no, you want no I'm part not. of it? I will probably go to an island. There will be maybe like 10 people, and that's, that's going to be my kind of wedding. Um, because I've been doing this for so long I believe I've been in it's been like 13 years I've been in the event industry this is a long time and I've seen a lot of stuff and I've experienced a lot of things but for me I'm yeah either I'm probably going to like the Amalfi Coast with 10 people and uh, that's I, going I to be I'm my wedding day. Because I your post today. It's going to be your whole family there. probably. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda is currently also planning my older sister's wedding in August. So she's now officially part of the fam. Thank thank goodness. I was wondering how I could get in and Oh, you made it in. <laughs> and then you'll have Lucy in a few years. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> You're so in. Um, so in terms of this whole podcast is making healthy living approachable, but really just topics that I think people find intimidating. Mm-hmm. Wedding planning, I would say, is like a number one on a lot of females' lists. Of Absolutely. How the hell do I even handle this beast? So I, I guess I want to start by I'll give a little bit of my backstory with Joe and how we got involved, you mm-hmm. and I. So Joe and I – if you follow me on Instagram, you know who Joe is. He's the guy that never wants to be on the camera. He um, looked so handsome the other night, though, oh, for the gala. He looked so handsome last night. I love him in a suit. So we had been together for 11, 10 years. I don't know, since high school, since I was 16. And we always knew we were going to get engaged and married and all of that. And that was very clear, especially over the past few years. But... I didn't know when it was going to happen. And I had actually told him like the summer, the June before he proposed, he proposed in October, that June I had this mini panic attack. And I was like, I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready to get married. We were on a walk at the beach. 
And I'm like, please don't propose. Like, I'm just freaking out. I'm not happy with my job. What if I leave? I, I just don't know what's going on. And he, at the end of the walk, turned to me and said, I understand that you're feeling really stressed out. I'm going to act like you didn't say any of those things you just said because I don't think they're true. If you actually don't want to get engaged soon, you'll tell me again. And truly, it was one of the more mature things he's ever done because he was so right and I was just having a panic attack. So I didn't bring it up again. He proposed and leading up to the proposal in October, I had been obsessed with Cedar Lake's estate, which Amanda has done plenty of weddings at. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, like a freak, called them and was like, "What? Uh, excuse me, what's your... It's so funny now looking back because Steph and Lisa, it was it was like, I think it was... Who? I don't know if I spoke to one of them or someone else on the team, but I had called and asked what their dates were available in fall of 2018. They had two dates left. You had to put a deposit down. I wasn't going to put a deposit down without talking to Joe, but I also didn't want to know Joe's timing. Our friends booked a wedding for the one of the available weekends somewhere else. So there was one weekend left. And I, at that moment, wrote it off. I was like, I will not get married here. I'm just going to have to accept it. Stopped following them on Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I was obsessed. Yeah. Amanda, I was literally obsessed. It's okay. You're not the only one, I promise. Yeah. So <laughs> I had just decided it wasn't happening. Joe proposed on a Saturday at the beach, and after the proposal, he told me that him and my parents had actually booked Cedar Lakes for their last available fall weekend, and that we were going there the next day. (laughs) I lost my shit, obviously. So now enter Amanda. We show up to Cedar Lakes. They don't do tours on Sunday, so I don't know what the fuck my mom pulled off. Well, do you even know that your mom and I met before you got engaged? No. (laughs) Shut the front door. Where? Uh, it was some coffee shop in the neighborhood. And so she reached she's out crazy. to me. She's crazy. My mom I, is crazy. <laughs> she's, uh, I love oh her mom. Oh my God. So she, yeah, we met a couple weeks prior to the, you guys being engaged Did down at the beach. Did she find you through the Cedar Lakes Instagram? Yeah. So I believe that, I'm sure your mom had a conversation or two with Lisa and Stephanie. Definitely. Um, and they're the owners of Cedar Lakes, Lisa and, and Steph. So then uh, she reached out to me and she was like, they're not engaged yet, but it's going to happen soon. Would love to sit down and have a chat with you. So we oh met up God. one day. Bless my mother. Because love otherwise her. the wedding wouldn't have happened. The chicest. <laughs> she showed up in the chicest, like, silk. It looked like a pajama oh, suit. Oh, I know exactly it, what outfit you're talking about. And was, they are silk pajamas, but she claims they're not. Well, and she wears them regularly. They're amazing. I was like, who is this woman? It's ridiculous. And they're navy with, like, a white design. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. I want them. <laughs> want them in my closet um and so we sat down and had an awesome conversation and she's like okay great I'll be in touch in a couple weeks after she gets engaged so we were texting when you and Joe got engaged because I had a wedding up at Cedar Lakes that weekend exactly as well yeah so we were executing um a wedding and then on Sunday after everybody had left for brunch Cammie Joe and her parents came up to tour the venue. Which, I mean, I was a fucking hot mess. That's a nice way of putting it. I, we had, when Joe proposed on Saturday, he, I don't even know how to explain the story. He basically tricked me into planning my own engagement party. <laughs> and I took it to the nth degree. accurate. So he had t- tried to trick me into just a like six person weekend at our, my parents' beach house. I obviously had no clue he was proposing, so I invited 25 of our closest <laughs> friends. 
to which he got the email and probably his heart sunk because I just made this much more difficult. So there were probably 30-ish people by the end of it at the beach at my parents' beach house after the proposal and we had a massive rager. <laughs> and it turned into I guess he proposed at like two or three. I don't know. It was in the afternoon. We started drinking immediately right after. And I mean, it turned into body shots in my parents' <laughs> kitchen at four in the morning. So we like didn't sleep. And then we got up the next morning. I was so confused still, just like on such a high, but what the hell happened? And we got in the car to drive to Cedar Lakes. And I was not a human. I mean, I think I got there. I looked at the place. I always knew I wanted to get married there, so it didn't really matter. To, like, it could have looked like a shithole, and I was sold already. <laughs> but I remember meeting with you, and I turned to my mom, and I was like, can we book her? Because I, I can't do more. I, I love her, and I, I cannot meet with more wedding planners. Like, <laughs> I just want to execute. I'm such a, like, okay, this, we're done here. Yeah. Like, and we're moving Which on. I love about you. Oh, thank you. So much. It I know really, what I want. Like, yes. And that's it's so helpful in that planning process. So yeah. I appreciate that immensely. But I remember <laughs> sitting with you and you asking certain qu- just questions of my ideas. And I, I feel like I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> You're going to have to really steer the ship. Yeah. I am not someone that has a color scheme or fl- favorite flowers or any of that. So... If you are okay with dealing with someone like that, then we're done. And you ran. And obviously, I give my mom credit to also running with whatever. But Mm -hmm. you really steered a ship to pull off, I would say, the best wedding ever. (laughs) I mean, it was amazing. I, like I said, I, it's one of my proudest accomplishments. And the process of that plan, of planning, your wedding with you guys and your mom was also a, a, a fun experience. And yeah, so. that was amazing because even even when we first met that day, it is a lot of information to... So much. It's just a lot of information. I feel that way whenever I talk to any potential couple. I'm, and I always kind of start off our meeting that way and, and tell them like please stop me anytime that you have questions because I anticipate you having a lot and it's a lot of information to absorb so it's it's really balancing that fine line in giving them yeah. enough but not too much to be able to write or ask the right questions to be able to pull the information that we need out of that couple mm-hmm. to help guide us through that process to make it unique and personal and their wedding our goal every time is for your guests to walk away and say that was so Cameron and Joe I don't yeah I don't want I don't ever want to do something that has already ever been done because that's somebody else's wedding that's someone else's event Which so it's always starting fresh because it needs to be a representation of you guys I totally individually agree. as a couple your families there's a lot of elements that come into play when when making it all cohesive and amazing mm-hmm. and I also think I go to weddings often where I say you know this was wonderful for that bride because it was exactly what she wanted but it is nowhere near what I want yeah and I Which would love great. <laughs> yeah I think for the listeners whether they're planning a wedding um, or you're just interested in this topic or whatever. But what do you think 
the best pieces of advice you could give to a bride from a planner's perspective mm-hmm. to make your job as the planner easier? Because I'm sure there were things I did that were helpful, but I know there were things I did that weren't. I didn't have a a vision in or a Pinterest board or any of that, which I'm sure would have been more helpful. Um, so if you could, I guess, give the pieces of advice that you wish brides did more of or just their personality. You know, people turn into crazies. <laughs> it's a lot of different emotions <laughs> that they're dealing with and family members. There's so many different dynamics. I feel like I should have went to like psychology school before getting into this. Because Honestly, it's a not lot a idea. of you're kind of a different therapist. emotions that you're dealing with. Um, and every couple is different and family is different too. So there's so many dynamics that go into it. Um, but I, one of the things I tell a lot of my couples that I think is helpful for them when we're starting that planning process, which in turn um, is helpful for us, is that there, I don't believe that there is a right way and a wrong way to have someone's wedding it is up to them how they want to curate their ceremony how they want to have their reception I absolutely provide all of our advice and guide them but it's when people come when couples say to me well you know I feel like I have to do this you don't have to do that at all you don't have have to to do do anything anything. yeah you don't have to do you don't have to it is what makes you feel comfortable and what is going to be you and represent Mm -hmm. you um I think the biggest and to be honest I don't like Pinterest I am very happy when I have couples that do not come to me with a Pinterest board already chosen (laughs) it just I Pinterest is um tricky because brides are pulling photos from Pinterest and creating these boards and bringing these visions to me that have already been executed but I can pick apart everything within that picture and tell you exactly how much that event cost. And nine True. times out of ten, it is way over the budget that we are working with. Yeah. Well, because you and, always want these elaborate things yeah, until you know the price. Exactly. Um, so Pinterest makes my job a lot harder. So actually not having one of those and starting Great. from scratch is a lot easier for myself and my team because we do provide a lot of creative direction. So mm-hmm. one of the first things that we do is we meet in your apartment. I want to yeah. I want to see your space and learn about you and where you go out to eat and what you do for fun and how you grew up and what your apartment is designed like mm-hmm. and where you buy your furniture. All of those things come into play yeah. and that will help that helps us tremendously in regards to kind of kicking everything off because we get an idea of your personalities Mm -hmm. and the process is so much smoother. Which is so funny now because we just redid our apartment and I would say (laughs) our apartment now fits way more of what our wedding Uh vision was. I mean, they both were pretty simplistic and not feminine and I wouldn't say masculine, but like gender neutral. We're very (laughs) gender neutral. It was a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I mean, it was whatever for your wedding or for your apartment. Either one. I kept making the joke when I spoke. Also, a progressive. It's very progressive wedding. (laughs) We're gender neutral here. Um, No, but I think they were both clean, Mm -hmm. crisp, and not over the top. No, which was something I knew I wanted. I knew I didn't want pink flowers everywhere. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't really want even a lot of flowers. so I think having those is obviously helpful as a bride of like yes that type of aesthetic idea. 
But I think people feel they need to know exactly every detail. And you don't. you don't. Absolutely. And that's actually kind of another piece that would make our planning process a little bit easier for mm-hmm. us is when you don't, you don't need to know all of those answers. And if you, you have an open mind and you should have expectations, but be prepared for some things to possibly not go the way that you think they're Shit going to go happens. in your head. It's such a it's a totally different ball game when you're in it and planning it, especially here in New York City. Um, there's all kinds of different things that happen um, and all kinds of different avenues that you can go down as well mm-hmm. too. So coming into that planning process with an open mind is really, really helpful. You can still come yeah. with your ideas that you want to have and like your priorities, of course, um, but that open mind really helps when we're planning with you because, I mean, we have seen it all. We really know what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. in certain spaces um, and just what is going to be the best bang for your buck and how to stretch that dollar. But, I mean, in the end, we want want your wedding to be this memorable experience. And I stress experience Mm -hmm. because that's when people walk away and say that is so them. I agree. And I think what you said of being open to different avenues also applies to the actual time of your wedding, being open to things going wrong and mm-hmm. just accepting it. And there are always going to be things that don't go correct. I mean, yeah. there were a few at hours that I can think of, but you also have to know you can't control everything. It poured rain the day of our wedding. Yeah. And I always <laughs> knew that was going to happen, and that's fine. But being – I think it's accepting the fact that whatever vision you have – if it doesn't go that exact way, no one fucking knows. Exactly. No one else is going to know except for you, the groom, probably your parents, and the wedding planner. Like, no one knows that we weren't supposed – we had cocktail hour that had to be moved because it was surprisingly freezing the weekend of our wedding. <laughs> I know you might be, not be able to tell from photographs, but I was shivering the yeah, entire time. it was freezing. <laughs> and we had planned after the ceremony to have cocktail hour – at a different part of the space before the reception. And we had this whole vision for it and planned out all of this stuff. And the the day before, right? Yeah, we moved before. it. We um, held out as long as we possibly could. The yeah. weather was not a, fr- a friend no, of ours that weekend not, at all. But it's okay. It really didn't deter anything. And we changed it. And I... I didn't even bat an eye in the sense of overthinking it. I said I want to wait until the last minute because I want mm-hmm. it at the pool area. And if it can be, then great. But if we can't, then no one knows. Mm-hmm. Not one person even said, oh, wait, on the itinerary, didn't this say? Like, yeah. no one fucking knew. Nope. So. And it was still an amazing cocktail hour. And it was it amazing. Was warm and comfortable. And like, yes. People would have been freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, the belt going missing. It's like, no one knew. It eventually came back. A piece of my outfit went missing for a small bit of time right after the ceremony that I had planned on changing it to. No one would have known if that belt never reappeared that mm-hmm. I even had it. Right. So you just got to let go. Though. <laughs> Bless Cedar Lake's estate. Yeah. Um, but you just have to let go of the things that you might feel tied to because you can't control mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and that honestly happens more so on um, the day of or the weekend of the wedding. And that can sometimes 
really stress a couple out of the parents out. So if you're going into that, just being like, okay, we've spent over a year plus time planning this. We have an amazing team that's going mm-hmm. to be executing this weekend for us. Just enjoy that, enjoy that weekend and that time with your guests and your family because these are amazing memories that you're going yeah. to make. And when you let it go, like the song, go. you will have an even better time. Like just enjoying yourself absolutely and that's why no one was allowed to talk to me about the weather the week leading up to the wedding yeah I live with Mr. Literal who (laughs) probably checked it 20 times a day and was like okay well if it says it feels like this temperature I'm gonna go outside now because it feels like this and then I'm gonna see Joe if you talk about the weather to me one more time I'm gonna lose my mind I don't care Mm -hmm. I have no control over the weather if it pours rain if it pours rain then we will get married in the rain I, I don't care yeah and, I mean, that's just something you have to really let go because you have no control over that. Yeah. But you have I think, to let it go and don't check your phone no. like Joe did every day. <laughs> he either. eventually stopped. Yeah, because it, especially nowadays, it just changes every you hour. Know. You Whether men are know. like the one or weather woman, weather people, whatever, the one job that you can just oh, lie yeah. and then still have your job the next day and no one holds they you accountable. Great job security for some reason. It's unreal. It's insane. I would, and one other question I wanted to get to is yeah. I know that having a wedding planner is a privilege, 100%, and it's not something mm-hmm. that everyone can afford. Yeah. So if there are people listening who choose, cannot afford or just choose not to have a wedding planner, do you have any specific advice on how they can go about that process to, I guess, best prepare themselves yeah absolutely so um for us our our company we are full service wedding Mm -hmm. planners um and there are companies out there that do offer month of coordination or partial planning so at minimum it is nice to be able to bring in a month of coordinator that can come in and take over your wedding planning and your details and logistics and they will be there the weekend of your wedding to execute it as well so at minimum if you can just put a few and i know this I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but like a few thousand dollars mm-hmm. off to the side. Maybe cutting like yeah. some flowers or whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of cut back on certain things. Mm-hmm. And you'll have your final guest count by then. So maybe you'll recoup some money as True. well. So you can put that towards it. Um, it will allow you to be able to enjoy that weekend so much more. You don't have to worry about whether or not the DJ or band has arrived or Mm -hmm. the cake and who's doing the photos when. Um, It is always best to hire one of those planning professionals to execute that wedding weekend um, because it's not the venue's responsibility. It's not a photographer's responsibility and you don't want it to be your responsibility. So that's one of the first pieces of advice that I can give you. Um, And I think there are a lot of... um, there are a lot of pieces online through Martha Stewart or mm-hmm. The Knot. Um, I, Zola is also another really yeah. good um, uh, uh, educational piece for you guys too that you can look into that gives you a task list that breaks down what That's you what need I think to do was most each month. With you yeah. giving me that because I have I had no idea what to do. So yeah. I think that is Finding one of the most that. beneficial things leading up to the month of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because otherwise you have no idea when you should be doing what and you don't want to be incurring different charges for rushing stationary 
per se or losing out on really great bands because you waited till four months prior to the wedding to book that yeah that vendor um so finding that task list that kind of align lines or itemizes everything out for you Mm -hmm. each month that's going to be hugely helpful for you um and there are different different ones out there so it just kind of depends on your personality and which one you gravitate towards more um and then just surrounding yourself with a really good support system but not everyone that you possibly could imagine mm-hmm. being in that support system. <laughs> you need I like to call it like a board of directors basically. You have maybe four of those people surrounding you and they become your go-to people as well. Um, because everyone has an opinion and mm-hmm. as a bride I can only imagine I mean, as a planner, we get it, <laughs> too. Um, I can, yeah, I can only imagine it being super stressful and making that process not enjoyable. And that's why I was not secretive, but I didn't want people's opinions because mm-hmm. I didn't care first. But also, well, like, you know, I cared about Joe's opinion and I cared about my mother's opinion and my mother-in-law and my dad. But specifically with my dress for instance I feel once you show people something they're bound to give you their opinion Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter what they think about your dress and it really only matters what you think and so I was like I'm not telling anyone anything Mm -hmm. they can show up they can enjoy the wedding if they don't like it then that's on them but I don't need to know about it and stress about it leading up to the wedding and to be honest, I mean, that's a really great point, too. There's no reason for everybody to know about everything until they show up to celebrate. Exactly. It's, that there's it's about no reason for the them couple. to know everything that's happening. And when you do start providing that information to other people outside of, like, your board of directors, mm-hmm. you're going to – they're going to naturally give feedback. their feedback. And it's just going to stress you out. I totally agree. So to close, I want to ask – the food-related question that I ask everyone. Oh, yes. What are the uh, up to three ways to your heart through food? Okay, so um, ice cream, absolutely. I love how prepared you are. And 100% I love ice, cream. ice cream. Also, let's just say, I'm obviously, I praise Amanda with every bone in my body if you are looking for a wedding planner, but to just explain how wonderful she is. And now I feel like I'm going to set these people up to think that they'll do this for them. (laughs) But she knows how much I love ice cream and we share that bond that her and the team at Cedar Lakes Estate Estate surprised me with the Van Leeuwen ice cream truck. It was a good surprise. It was the hardest I cried the entire (laughs) weekend. I'm not joking. You can look at the photos. I screamed as if, People thought Justin Timberlake was there because that was that's the only the way I would ever scream. Reaction ever, and I started hysterically crying. So it we, was a really, really great surprise. But it was. I have to give a good majority of that credit though to Marie at Cedar Lakes because she is the one who really, really got to hammered Van Leeuwen them. and hammered them to well, get that I had truck asked, up there. And, and they, they don't no. do that. I know. And she had asked a few times too. So it, yes, a collaboration on that. But huge kudos to Marie for really like following through with well, making that you, happen. So, so we both share a love, yeah. deep love for ice cream. Obviously. Deep love for ice cream. Um, and then I absolutely, I mean, I love pizza and Italian food. Mm-hmm. But I, part- I mean, I've been to Italy three times now. I lived in Amalfi for a month. Mm-hmm. So um, I 
have a favorite restaurant in Nerano, Italy. It's called okay. La Scolio. And it okay. is the most amazing Italian food that I have ever, that has ever touched my lips. Okay. And it's a family-owned, um, tiny, tiny restaurant, um, tiny, tiny town on the Amalfi Coast. And the best rosé, the best pasta, the best bread. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, so those are probably the two things. Absolutely. Okay. Like, great amazing authentic authentic italian food um and ice cream okay i mean that sounds (laughs) delicious where's your favorite italian place in the city i don't know if i have a favorite italian place in the city to be honest okay but um so stephanie and lisa's mom they're italian Mm -hmm. my favorite italian meal has been prepared by her by um their mom mama lisa Okay. Mama Lisa's good meatballs. I got to get invited. The ricotta. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm coming it's next time. It's the best. Yeah. Have you been to Piccolo Anglo? No. Right here on my corner? No. So Piccolo Anglo is a great spot in the West Village that is like authentic, family-run Italian. It's been around forever. It's like you get red or white wine and those are your options. But Ooh. the meatballs are the size of softballs. They're huge. Uh, it's really good. I haven't been in a while, but... It was family owned. The guy, the owner passed, I think, like a few years ago, but his kids have continued to run it. That's amazing. So I I need a girls' night there, man. It's really good. Absolutely. It's really good. Okay, well, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. This is my first one, and I'm so honored. Yeah. You should be on many more. (laughs) Thank you. If you are looking to plan an event anytime soon, or more specifically a wedding, I can vouch for Amanda and her team and their overall incredible acts of service. So best to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's definitely the best. Amanda Savory Events. It'll all be in the show notes, but thank you so much. Thank you, Cam. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.